You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Tuck Podcast, presented by FeaturedX.com and Sound Talent Media. I am your host, Tuck. Thank you all very much for listening. Make sure you smash the shit out of that subscribe button. Leave some reviews and tell the world how this is the most screamo podcast you've ever listened to and how I'm a five-star fucking man. Shout out to Liquid Death and my boy Anthony for sending me some delicious water. Do you like death? Do you drink liquids? Drink Liquid Death. I got to go get one of those uh, Liquid IV sponsorships like Dr. Drew, too, because I'm pretty much just as important as Dr. Drew. Nah, I love Dr. Drew. He's the man. Do you listen to Dr. Drew After Dark? I do. It's great. Um, this week is a really fun episode. I say that all the time, but I mean it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this is the first on-air interview with Will Ramos, lead singer of Lorna Shore. And Will was just announced as the vocalist a few weeks ago, and... Lorna Shore dropped what is and will be the heaviest song of the year to the Hellfire. I love this track as a fan. I think it's, it's I think it's my favorite, and I don't know if that's just the shock of how fucking insane it is, but for me, it just fits a formula that really makes me happy, and I think that that breakdown is just unbeatable. It's absolutely insane, but being a new member of a band is something that I do understand and empathize with, but being the lead singer is a whole nother level. Um, Will was really, really nice to talk to and easy to pick about all this stuff. And, you know, I just really did have a lot of questions as to how he feels going into this insane life adventure. But make sure you go and catch Left to Suffer on the return dates for Lorna Shore. They're out with the last 10 seconds of life. It's some Northeast dates. I'm going to plug them at the end of the show. Make sure you go get some tickets now. It's on all their socials. Don't be a stupid bitch. All right, here it is. My chat with Will of Lorna Shore. is in the motherfucking house did i say that right or wrong it's it's ramos but ramos. I think great so what's up, i knew dude? a kid named jordan ramos he played in a band called a run for your money when i was in high school and that's it that's all i got well, now you know now you know me too what's ramos. going on dude will you give me your hair so i can have a really cool wig dude it's too honestly it's too much like no, I'm ready, not. I'll slice it, dude. Dude, you could do like a L'Oreal commercial or some shit. I would be hyped, dude. I'm, I'm ready for that. L'Oreal, hit me up. 
Maybe like ladies and people will bring you nice shampoos on tour and shit. That would be pretty tight, honestly. I'm not. If that happens, I I could not complain. Yeah. Um, more I hand feel- products, the better, man. Let's go. Now, here's the, for a death metal band or like, I don't know, some whatever form of fucking heavy people call you these days because I can't fucking keep up because I'm old. I don't give a shit. Too many subgenres at this point. Are you guys the prettiest one? Who? What? Your band. I, mean, I, I think so. That we are not, you know. We got some handsome other dudes out here, you know. Okay. Well, that's I'm what I'm saying. Kidding. Your guys' band as a whole, I think, I don't know. It's pretty tight. But, uh, dude, thanks for joining me. I don't know if you've done one of these podcasts yet, but I'm sure a lot of people are harassing you and want to talk to you about all this shit going on. Well, but, I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you dude. for having me. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, a lot, so many people are so stoked on the band. And, like, I haven't known Austin for very long, but I don't know if you listened to the episode that we did, but him and I just hit it right off the bat. Like, he said some of the funniest shit where him and I had smashed the same woman in the past. And he was just like, hey, so uh, I'm pretty sure we're Eskimo bros. And I was just like, who? And he was like, you know, uh, Maria. I was like, oh, my God. It was hilarious, and uh, we just got off right away. And he he's been such a kind dude, and I think he's one of the hardest working guys in the scene because every he's toured in so many different avenues, whether it's photography, merch, video, all this kind of shit. Plus, also being a drummer, so you know, I find him extremely interesting, and I like to pick people like that's brains. And it's, it, it, I think being around someone like that pushes you to try new things and realizing that there's more that you can get out of this than just being like Joe Schmo from a band or whatever. Oh no, definitely. Austin's the fucking man, dude. Like I, I can't yeah. find, I can't find somebody that does not like this dude. Like, I haven't yet either. Um, and I think, you know, it's an interesting thing. Cause there's definitely some people you could find that don't like me. So I'm like, all right, I got to try to be nicer. Man, you're great. I like you. But I talk, I talk I talk a lot more shit, I think, than he does. If on our episode, I talked plenty. And uh, <laughs> I came to a determination that during this episode I'm going to crown him as he should he that shall not be named. He is <laughs> written off from the fucking books because I just don't I don't care. It's fun. Unless I brought up the idea if somebody wanted to do, you know, all the celebrity boxing stuff going on. What? Because really, you know, like when like uh, Lamar Odom beat the shit out of Aaron Carter last week or whatever. I was like, well, if he who shall not be named, because my primary issue with him is he wears muscle tees, but he doesn't work out. And if he wants to fight, fight him. But I would want it to be for like charity or something. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, like, something good. If I'm going to beat your ass, I'm going to do it for somebody uh, like, you know, or whatever. So I will. If you hear this, you fucking creep. But that's it. That's all I had to say. Also, I have a beef with you, young man. With me? I do. I got some what beef happened? with you. Well, I looked at your we Facebook. Just, we just started talking. I looked at your Facebook. Oh, no. And I saw that you officially do not work at FeatureDex.com. I do not. You do not work at FeatureDex.com. And I, I'm not going to lie. I laughed so hard when I saw that shit. Because I was just creeping you on the internet anyway. <laughs> and then I looked and I saw that. And I was like, you snarky motherfucker. Um, every, I, I lo- dude, I love it. I, I just, everybody's on it, man. Everybody. I know. I'm like, dude. It's crazy. So 
I'm not ready for it. You are not the first to like, I had a good friend of mine who was like, dude, have you seen all these kids on Facebook doing this thing? Like they don't work at your, at your, your website. And I was like, they don't. But from my perspective, it's cool as fuck. Cause I'm just like, I like seeing people take pride in it because maybe one of those kids at some point in time, someday will become something special. And I think that that's the cool thing. Um, but it's funny when I saw that I died, I was just like, this is the funniest <laughs> shit I've seen in a minute. So thank you. I'm glad you officially don't work there. I mean, I, I'm not working there, but okay. I'm there in spirit, you know, I'm like, maybe I'll get there one day when the time is, when the time is right, I'm hopping on it. You know, yeah, I had mentioned it to to Austin and obviously like it's one of those things you guys haven't even released shit yet. So to do something like that would be deemed as like a cash grab, which it's not supposed to be a cash grab. It seemed like that this year because so many people like we were all fucking poor, man. Like I made it just to, so my friends could make money because like most dudes, they sing like two songs a month. They can pay their bills. They're good. Like they're at least getting by, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and that yeah. shit works out. But uh, I'm just excited about this opportunity for you guys as a unit because my business partner, Jeff, mentioned it the other day where I don't think I've ever seen a fan base ride so hard for a band through these kinds of changes where every once in a while, man, like, and I'm guilty of it too, bands make a change, like, and no matter what, you just can't love the music the same whether like the uh, the earliest band that i was the most surprised by that it happened to was hawthorne heights when casey died and where it was just like you were surprised like wow y'all really ain't fucking with this band anymore if they go soft that's crazy and like they still have a good fan base they still have a very successful career so no like you know fucking trash on jt but it's just a very interesting thing to witness but for you guys that's honestly i i relate to that so i know exactly what you're talking about it's one of those things where it's like even if somebody's like great, it's just like in your mind, you're it's like maybe like nostalgia or something like that. But you're like, yeah. dude, this is how you see the band, it's hard to see it any other way. Yeah, and I, you know, I've definitely been there a few times myself, and and I think that you and I, to some extent, can relate a little bit. Except for yours is much different because you're far more of a focal point uh, than when I joined my band. But I wasn't an original member of Fit for a King. Fit for a King had put out two records, Descendants, Increase, and Destruction, before I joined. And I remember looking at the YouTube comments with the first single, and I was just like, hey, uh, so that window looks all right right now. I think I'm going to jump out of it. Now, you know what I mean? Like, and it, obviously, like, with the good, with the bad comes good. A couple people were like, yo, this guy sounds like Cove Reber. And I was like, that's great. Thank you. He's one of my favorites. So Those I got through it. You got to pay attention to. Those are the ones you're like, okay. Because otherwise, dude, yeah. I feel you go, you start searching yeah. through comments. You just get like, oh, exactly. And I learned quickly to be like, oh, well, you can't look at that. And then you get a couple comments from people that you thought were like your boys or whatever, being like, yo, this dude's a fucking sellout or whatever. I want to be like, I beat your ass too. I do that one for charity too. <laughs> like I'll fight, everybody, I'll fight everybody right now, honestly, but I'm an angry little troll man, but, um, you get through it. And for you, I feel like this was very anticipated, but also because it wasn't just, well, we parted ways with our singer because of, you know, we're not, he doesn't want to sing anymore. Or we're not friends or whatever. This was more dramatic. So the, 
the possibilities for it to either do extremely well or do extremely poorly were both really high. Like people definitely could have been like, oh, yep, yeah, they're fucked. Doesn't matter. Band sucks now. And to drop what I would would say is the best Lorna Shore song ever written as the first. Wow. That's, oh, dude. Thank you, dude. Best Lorna Lorna Shore song ever written. And like, I love Tom. I loved that era of Lorna Shore as well. That's what got me into Lorna. Um, And yeah, I mean, a lot of us for sure. And even through the other time period, the music I'll say was not the issue. Uh, So I did enjoy that record and I had listened to it for fun. So I'm not going to come out here and be like, artistically, it sucks a dick. Didn't at all. So, you know, because that would be fucking wrong, and that's the wrong way of looking at it. And I'm glad that a lot of people, I think, have been able to be subjective in this time period. Um, So... You thought we were going to get a lot more just, like, hate for that. Like, literally what you're saying, like, you know, there's always... Well, people were stuck on the, you know, it was like... Yeah, and when it got released was mid-drama. Yeah. So it was like, well... All this shit's going on, but what the fuck? Like, let's listen to it anyway. And then the instrumental drop was also incredibly fucking dope. And the way that the band has rebounded a situation that's not that difficult. And from my perspective with the featured X shit, our, the way that we've had to handle that kind of stuff, uh, quote unquote cancel culture or whatever, has been very interesting. So when I got to finally like sit in a car with Austin for a couple hours and pick his brain, I was just like, Oh, wow. Okay. Like this guy is a smart motherfucker. Like the way that him and Adam have handled everything is just brilliant. So it just goes to show like, I mean, look how I feel like far the band has come since I even remember listening to them a billion years ago. Like when I first started doing shit, you know, it's crazy to see. Well, you guys have that crossover ability where, you know, you could play with extremely heavy bands like true death bands, but then you could also play a more scene based tour and people yep. would be really satisfied. And that kind of leads me into you were on the like Ex Mortis record or whatever from Monument of Memory, right? Uh, Ex Mortis was Tommy Geringer. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't end up putting out a lot of uh, a lot of music. I think we put out Comatose. You did a music video, and I saw that one, and that was the first time that I was kind of like introduced to your band. Yeah, buddy, that was Comatose yeah. for sure. Because the band writes cool shit. Uh, well, I mean, it's a lot different now, now that they've like switched things up a little bit. It seems like it's becoming a little more like radio-friendly based. But yeah. the, like As I Lay Dying, Worship meets Under Oath fucking parts, that shit was dope as fuck. Dude, they're honestly, Monument of Memory, fucking sick bunch of dudes. Deadass. Like, they I, seem really I, nice. Guys, they hang it just being with them and like especially like dylan as their vocalist now like i don't know if you ever listen to the old monument but like literally dylan was like to me i was like this is one of the best singers i ever heard period i think he's fantastic yeah once he started becoming like the main dude i was like i'm I'm so happy that this happened like this couldn't have worked out any better i i really hope the best for those he just seems so hard working and and like you said his talent was insane i mean the combination of him drumming and singing with you screaming was bonkers i loved that shit i thought it was fantastic i was like like if i was a label owner i would have been like take you now give me give me give me give me i'm gonna fucking tony victory you and own all your songs for the rest of your life and give you nothing um yeah that's what i'm gonna do when i own my label it's gonna be called suck it records you sign there and then you suck it 
That'd be pretty That's cool, it. honestly. Yeah. I'm fully supportive of this. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, I've been trying to be like Mr. Nice Guy. I'm going to come out and be fucking crooked and shit. I'm going to do something real evil. But <laughs> I'm excited to see what that band does from here on out because I still think they have so much potential and the way that they're crafting the music and the way that Dylan has kind of like seemed to have found himself um, yeah, as definitely. a front man. It's fucking cool. Um, but I just wanted to say that that I did enjoy when you were in that band because you've kind of gotten around a little bit, I'd say. Like, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I've been feel like I've been screaming <laughs> for so long at this point, and it's like, you know, the high and the low things change, and then it, it's honestly crazy to even be here in the first place. It's like, well, you got some skills though. You've, you're able to get around, which is so hard. I think for a lot of uh, vocalists, whether it be singers or screamers in general, a lot of people just have a style and they have to stick to that style and that's what they do. And that's it. But for you I guys, that, honestly, I hate that mentality. Like I get it, but I hate yeah. It. Yeah. Some people me, find them. Me. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're just so well-rounded where you could put, we could put you in any kind of situation and you'd make it work, which is really fucking cool. Um, but your time in Awaken Providence, that was before Adam, right? And stuff, right. Isn't that the that name before, of their vocals? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Adam was in the band. It was before Andrew. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was Adam, Austin, Connor. Because I remember Tom Smith was in that band at one point too. I think who's yeah. in the Acacia Strain. Yeah, um, I love that guy. A whole nother time. Yeah, the, the pre time, the good time. They're a great band. We went on tour with uh, in with Awaken Providence and Lorna like a billion years ago. It's actually how I even met. Austin and everybody in the first place. It wasn't even like a tour. It was like a weekender. But you know, yeah. that's what we called tours back then. Exactly. Um, oh, so. I did it for sure. Every weekend I had that. It was, you know, I wanted to laminate for three days. I don't give a fuck, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Put that on the wall. Be like, nah. yeah, run that to my collection. Well, that's since you're from the East Coast, did you ever go to like an Eat Your Heart Out Fest in Poughkeepsie? Any of oh, those yeah. Glamour Kills festival stuff like that? That shit was hard as hell. Dude. Yeah, so that was my like stomping grounds. That's where I grew up going to shows was in Poughkeepsie. And hey, where are you from? I'm from uh, Red Hook, which is 30 minutes from Poughkeepsie. And then my parents live in Athens now, which is in the Catskills. Oh, damn. Um, nice. Yeah, I grew up in that area. Jeff, the guy that I created Featured X with, really, it was his idea. Um, he was the promoter in Poughkeepsie. So we were there all the time, just because we've been best friends for like 15 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We lived there pretty much. Dude, did that place close? What did I hear some, something about that? No, dude. I wish I could say on air who the fuck wants to fucking buy that place and they won't sell it to him because it's crazy. No, it's not closed. It's still operating. Technically, it's up for sale. But then people make an offer to the guy and then he doesn't actually sell it. But people actually want to fucking buy that place for over a million dollars. I think it's up for sale for like 1.5 or 1.7. Jeez. I bet you if you give him 1.3, you could get it. But at the same time, people have actually given him an offer and he hasn't sold it. And I know the person who offered it has the money. They're famous as fuck. Huge. Oh. I'll tell you off air because it's crazy. It blows my oh, fucking yeah, tits yeah. off. Um, but that's because with the whole COVID thing, everybody left the city. They all went up and bought houses in the Hudson Valley and are like, no, we live in upstate now. Dude, liter <laughs> literally, I have worked with so many people. I'm, I, I work in the in the city. So yeah. I live like, oh, where do you work? I'm I live up. in Brooklyn. Do you? Yeah. Oh, shit. I live uh, in Edgewater. 
Oh, okay. I'm out deep Brooklyn, like closer to Coney. Like I'm fucking out here, Damn. Bensonhurst shit. You're probably like an hour and a half from me with transit yeah. public style. But. I got a car. I drive around all the time. So maybe one of these days we'll do this in person. But definitely, um, dude. I'd be down for that. I'd be sick. So yeah, where do you work? What do you do? But, uh, I shoot I shoot commercials and like music videos. And I'm I'm part of like uh the production team. We handle like payroll for pretty much anything. Like we do like Maybelline commercials. I just oh. did I, Peloton. Wow. You, like, do you shoot them like, like, or do you like just work in the, it, for the business or what exactly do you do? I do the payroll. I make sure oh. that everybody gets paid. I make sure that everybody shows up, you know, there's like the producer and then like the whole production side and there's the camera side and all that crap. But like yeah. the production team is like, starts with the producer. Then you work your way down and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in there, bro. We make sure that everyone gets paid. We make sure they have a location. Honestly, it's really long hours. That's but, amazing. Um, Sick job. Wow. That's super fun. I love, I love the city, man. I'm always in the city getting GN famous foods. There you go, man. I don't know if you, if you know about Gian. I haven't. No. What's that? Oh, dude. It's the best fucking noodle spot in New York City. I swear I'll eat that. some stuff. I like food. I'm, I'm a big fan. Saying. I'm just saying, dude. It could be sick. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll make it a date. Yeah, we'll make fun. it a date for sure. Let's bro. fucking eat some noodles, bro. Um, but that's really cool. That's a hell of a job to have, um, and also shows you're pretty responsible, I guess. So that's kind of cool. Kind of, uh, yeah. You know, not not the happen. worst thing. I mean, if I was to hire someone to be in my band who is either like a crackhead or a guy that like had to run the payroll. I'm probably gonna choose the guy who runs payroll. Yeah, that's nine true. times out of ten, unless like Phil Bozeman's a crackhead. You know what There's I mean? Like, but I don't. Phil get in it, and he's just so not a crackhead. Um, no, but not. yeah, he's most. Yeah, I hope he never even hears this because I don't even want his <laughs> name and crackhead in the same sentence. Because I fucking love that band. Um, but the, but if he does, just just know that we would hire you anyway. Yeah, Phil. so oh, there you go. There's a lot. I tried to get him on featured X. That shit didn't happen. That's okay. Well, he's busy. He was like probably i know he was working on something awesome and regardless like how many people are gonna hound that dude so many oh so because i would do it myself you think his ass isn't gonna be on a fit for a king song after that please come on now um we did one tour with them back in the day uh like 2015 or 16 and they were awesome like really nice guys and just really fun to watch every day no, they're amazing. Every time I've ever seen them, they are spot on. I don't understand how that happens, to be honest. They're just that like, good. All yeah. like, Ernie, their new drummer, too, is fucking crazy. That guy makes it look actually easy. Like, if you, his name's Ernie Enriquez. You can also work with him on FeatureDex.com. And if you, um, <laughs> you like that? And <laughs> amazing. Would you point. like to have Will Ramos screamo on your song? Screamo on your it'll be like goblin at your at your ass or something. I keep saying Ramos. Ra- Ramos. It's right. Ra- you could say Ramos. It's cool. No, what's the right what's way the again? People, it's Ramos. Ramos. No, we're gonna make oh, we oh, have oh, it starts here. Ramos. Because Ramos. if people hear it and we let it go, uh like wrong here, gonna they're gonna hear that. They're the gonna Ramos. take in the wrong with it forever. You're gonna be some asshole named Tuck instead of Ryan. <laughs> no, Tuck is a sick name, though, bro. You Thank you. You know, I was listening to an episode of Two Bears, One Cave where it's Burt Kreischer and Steve-O from Jackass. And Steve-O talks about how all the guys from Jackass, the most popular ones, are the best that had brand recognition because of their name. Like Wee Man, Steve-O, Knoxville, shit like that. So 
if I was just Ryan, like Kirby is Kirby. He's not even Ryan. He's fucking Kirby. But I had to not just be Ryan because it's boring as fuck. There's a million people born within the couple years I was born named Ryan. You got to make it special some or something. Yeah. Like a... I don't even know. You got to put like one of those silent letters in there. So well, it makes ordering awesome. Starbucks easier too because everyone's like Brian, 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 Brian. And you just say Tucker. I'm just like okay. Yeah, I like you just say fuck, fuck. My name's fuck. My name is fuck. You fucking fuck. Write it down. Get it good. Give me a cappuccino. Um, <laughs> awful. I gotta make. I'm gonna make one one day. I'm, I'm working on it. Oh yeah. Damn, I don't know. Man. Probably maybe maybe not. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just Ramos. It sounds Ramos. like you could be like an Avengers character. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Ramos, not- destructor oh, of getting- galaxies. Dude, I just started getting into the Marvel movies. Oh, that's cool. I'm late. Are you I'm watching late. them in order? Yes. Oh, good for you. I know there's a lot. Of, I'm I'm working. I work with people at my job, and they're like, "Dude, if you watch this in order, you are the worst kind of person." And I'm like, "Dude, that's." No, I had friends who did it during COVID. I think it's fucking awesome. I mean, or you can watch it the way it came out, but like, I don't know. But why? I don't exactly. I want to know what's happening. Why not be real about it? Yeah, I actually, my dad is a big comic book nerd. So that kind of stuff I've been, I don't collect myself, but it's funny. I actually have a stack here because I've been hunting. The city has so many more places than upstate that you could find shit. You know what I mean? Oh, so. That's why I'm just, especially now that tour is coming back, I'm really excited just to like search the country for comic books to complete his collection and shit. It's going to be really fun. Well, um, those cities up, it's time to go to some uh, small comic book spots. Well, that's that's why even just out here in Brooklyn, it's like I have to make a round and get to everywhere and check. There's this one really cool like warehouse place that you have to make an appointment and then they'll just let you dig through this like endless supply of comics and shit. But long story short, I really like those movies. I think they're great. I don't have the attention span to read things myself, and I'm, I I just can't read. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm, a, I'm an anime manga guy. Honestly. I'm sick. My sister yeah, collected Shonen Jump when I was a kid and stuff like that, um, which was very helpful for Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But wow. um, that's a throwback right there. Oh, I'm I'm back in. I'm back in fucking hard. If you're listening to this, if you are listening to this and you have Yu-Gi-Oh cards and you don't want them or you want cash money for them, get tuck the podcast at gmail.com. You stupid son of a bitch. Sell me your cards. Dude. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I hope, you, I hope you get a card after that. I just want to say I probably will. Um, because even yesterday I made a Facebook status. I was like, if you want guest list for life, if you're listening to you want guest list for life at a Fit for a King shows? Give me your po- your Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'll do wow. it. I'll do it. I'll guest list you guys. Dude, I am. It was I my game, bro. Crash, dude. Yeah. Dude. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I mean, I I still have my shit from when I was a kid. Luckily, because my dad was a comic book collector and my my grandfather was an antique or owned an antique shop, he got me into sports cards really young, and then. I got all his stuff when he passed. And uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! was that game for me where like, I started with Pokemon when Pokemon started, but I didn't give a shit about it the way... I loved the show, but I just never got into it diehard where Yu-Gi-Oh! actually needed some strategy and was fun to play. Yu-Gi-Oh! And was so sick, dude. It was sick. And yeah, the right when it came out, 
I opened a pack of Legend of Blue Eyes, got a first edition Blue Eyes in my first pack ever. Still have it to this day. And I was just like, this is my fucking game. My neighbor, in the same exact box, my neighbor opened two packs, first edition Dark Magician. Best friends live in two houses from each other. You telling me you don't fucking play Yu-Gi-Oh after that? Dude, you have to. You have to. I would be so upset. I'd be like, what's the point? It was just so fun. So now that I'm old and I have like, you know, I have a job and shit and I have time, I can buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards again and get things that I could not buy as a child. But it was funny because my dad played with me and my buddy and he would like just go on eBay and buy dope shit and like have a fucking badass deck. Cause he's like, you're never going to beat me at anything. Even if it's Yu-Gi-Oh, you're never going to beat me at anything. I'm just going to, even at like, he'll, we'll be playing darts guys fucking wasted. He's still just like, "Ah, fuck you. Ah, It's crazy. That's the goat right there. That's the goat. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a, he's a guy. He he knows how to do everything. He's just super fucking talented and a, a nice fella. I like him. My dad's pretty cool. I'm a fan. Um, well, happy Father's Day. Occasionally. He, dad, late Father's Day to all the dads that are yeah. listening. Yeah. Happy yeah, Father's happy Day to me dad. for the illegitimate children I have somewhere around this planet. Happy um, Father's Day. I got, I'm, a, I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm a dad, just so you know. Are you really? I got two cats. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's his, that's his I wish I could have a cat. My, my wife is allergic. This is the first time on the show I've gotten to say that. I just got married like two weeks ago. Oh, my wife, my fucking bitch. Congratulations, Thank you. dude. It's pretty exciting. Dude, I'm that's very amazing. Stoked. Yeah, it's awesome. She rocks. She's very nice. married or engaged. I'm married. We were engaged for three years and uh, we've been together for five years. We we're engaged for three, maybe like three and a half. Um, and just because of touring and all this kind of shit, it was so hard to ever like plan a wedding. And then finally you have the time to do it. But the world is over and then you're looking at finances and we were just instead of doing the big thing we were like no we're just doing the simple thing we met down at this park in beacon new york got married real quick had our friend be ordained and do it and then just had a dinner and partied and it was awesome dude best time i, and I went that. to puerto rico Man, that is so sick a lot of people have been getting married since covid hit and everyone's just like what the fuck are we waiting for let's just do it god just do it you know it's one of those things too i think your priorities get straight where for us we had never had a year of being we'd never been a normal couple i had toured the whole time we were together so we've never just like had a routine of i'm gonna pick you up from work and we make dinner and we fucking hang out all the time and that's just what we do honestly dope as fuck best thing that happened out of this whole thing out of covid and it's a like honestly, it's a glass half full thing for me. Like I was really bummed to not work all year, and it sucked. But made feature decks, had a great time doing that, and got to be with my fucking wife all year. So it was pretty cool. I didn't mind it that much. Yeah, I mean, COVID sucked. Let's put it. Let's say that. No, I was depressed COVID as fuck. I got fat. It sucked, asshole. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be an optimist here. Absolutely. Yeah. I was about to say, but so many great things also happened from it. Like I, so many people started different alleys of like. Yeah, like creative. Even thing. all these people doing the Twitch thing, I really love exactly. it because it it shows you the value of your individual entertainment. Where the reality is, whether you're good at games, not good at games, whatever, people want to interact with you, and sometimes they'll give you money for it. And a lot of these people were able to get by out of the kindness of a truly devoted fan base. And to see that happen, and for instance, like Kirby, he's twitched a lot this year. And uh, 
getting to see how that's worked with him, doing it occasionally with him, has been an absolute blast. And I just am constantly blown away by the kindness of the music scene because between Twitch, merchandise, um, which a lot of us, at least my band I know for a fact, was in a ton of debt going into this thing because we were five days into a full U.S. tour. And, yeah, you had a whole trailer full of merch you had to get rid of. That sucked ass. But... yeah. yeah. Between that, Black Lives Matter donations, all this kind of stuff, when you think about the amount of money that the kindness of strangers has generated for those that were in need, it's fucking mind blown shit. It's really, really cool. Hope, dude. It's like, damn. Yeah. No, there's some good ass people on this planet. And people forget. You look at Facebook and, and Twitter all the time, and then you forget that there's actually good people because you're too busy seeing like Logan Paul being a stupid ass bitch or something like that. Even though. He's monetized himself well, and he has a lot of cool Pokemon cards. But, and he, he, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll leave it at that. But, uh, dude, so for you, you've done a little bit of touring. We're going to bring this all back. Sorry, I just went on a complete fucking tangent about I love Yu-Gi-Oh. It, dude. I'm, here, I'm here for it. Yu-Gi-Oh! and my dad. I love them both. It is time for the mid Do you want to work with your favorite artist? Maybe a vocalist for a sick feature like Jack Bergen from Void Division, Shane Told from Silverstein, maybe Telly from The Word Alive, or my very own Ryan Kirby from Fit for the Kings. Need some extra shred on that song? You know, maybe some uh, sweeping or something? Maybe you need Nick Nocturnal from Terminator, Dan Sugarman from Ice Nine Kills, or Lee from Born of Osiris. Maybe you're looking for live or MIDI drums to complete that record that you've been working on. Maybe you need someone like Tanner Wayne from In Flames, or you need someone like Austin Archie from Lorna Shore. Fuck! You can go to FeatureDex.com and share your music with some of the best in the scene. It takes just a few minutes, and you may get to collaborate with your favorite artist. We also have now added graphic designers, photographers, and videographers. You can go and find someone that works in your region or have your merch designed by some of the very best. Go now to FeatureDex.com and create the ultimate song. Do it now! All right, Mother Tuckers, this week's mid-roll mosh is Oblivion by Of Sulfur. Of Sulfur is a band fronted by my buddy and monster beefcake man, Ricky Hoover. Ricky is previously known for being the front man of Suffocate, another super fucking sick band. I've followed his career for a long time, and it's just really nice to see him back in the limelight, and I'm loving this new project. It's dark, it's heavy, it's fucking metalcore, it's fucking sick. I mean, it's got some moments where it's not so metalcore, where it's definitely heavier than metalcore, but then you get that nice chorus in there, it's like, fuck, and the song's super sick. It's got Tim Lambesis from uh, As I Lay Dying on it. It's heavy as fuck. I hope you guys like it, because I sure do. And if you want to work with Ricky on FeaturedX.com, motherfucker, you can. Go and do it, unless you're scared that he will make you sound soft, because he might. Here we go, Oblivion by Of Sulfur. Yeah. 
Um, for you, have you done like a full U.S. tour before or a European tour before? No. I mean, we'd kind of, you know, the little Lorna half, not I mean, half tour, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Quarter tour. I don't know what you want to call it. It's going to be crazy. Last year in, uh, in March. That You're was right. You did. Year. You went to Europe. I've watched some of those videos and they were fantastic. Thank you. Um, that, that was the first thing that Austin had like pointed my direction where he was like, yeah, check this out if you want to get a flavor for it. Um, I went with AWIP though, actually, you know, a couple like years ago, we did, we like drove to Texas and then started out there. We didn't hit any California. Was it for one of those festivals? I don't, we like started at a festival and then we like made our way back. Honestly, it was actually, you know what it was? It was in my arms. It was, no, it wasn't that. I wish it was. That would have been so sick. Yeah. It was like we met up with it was part of the In Dying Arms Convictions uh Phantoms thing. Like oh, we okay. the tour and then we came back in Texas and then finished it. It was I don't know why that happened. I can't That's honestly cool. it was so long ago at this point. But I, yeah. That was about as full US as it got for me. That's yeah, pretty cool. I know Fit toured with In Dying Arms a long time ago and Convictions. I give them shit sometimes, but their new stuff's good. Um Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, all these everyone's transitioning now. Yeah, like I said, COVID. Everyone gets to try new things. So no, and it's badass. I I really like their new song. That uh, I just give them crap only because of uh, you know, like we're one of the few. Like I guess we don't jock it super hard anymore, but like faith based metalcore bands or whatever, right? And then we have like the Price of Agony, which is one of our favorite or one of our most popular songs. And then they came out with the Price of Grace, and I just want to be like. You trying to swing, bro? Are you fucking? I'm gonna fight that band too. But honestly, Mike, their singer, he's in good shape. He's a, he, he's a, he's Mike a, from Convictions. Yeah, he's in good shape. Uh, he's huge. Yeah, he's, I don't know if I could beat his ass. I, I you know, so. I, I would I would want him on my side if I was ever in a fight for sure. Yeah, how tall is he? Taller than me. I'm six feet. So. Oh really? That's so. That's oh yeah, man. that changes things. Taller than me. I'm five seven, tall. so I can't. I'm just a pit bull. Yeah, he's um, a man, that sucks. But. All right, so great dude. Yeah, that's the other faith-based band right there. Which one? Convictions. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna stop talking shit because I don't want Mike to beat me up. But <laughs> it was fun. But I do actually like that song, and that's the thing. Uh, people come to find out there. It's like I guess the saying with my show has kind of been: if I say that somebody fucking sucks, that means I probably like them. Exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't say anything at all. You'd just be like, yeah, fuck these dudes. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth the time. I wouldn't want them to be heard on my fucking glorious, best, most screamo podcast on the fucking planet. Obviously. Duh. That's why, that's why I'm here, bro. So, fuck. with the Lorna shit, and you got kind of thrust into having to do that European tour last minute. Did you already have like your um, passport and everything like ready to go? And oh, definitely you were not. able to just... Okay. My so how, own, yeah, dude, how'd it my, go? Fill me in. The I haven't had a passport updated since I was like eight years old, dude. So when mm -hmm. I came, I had to literally because I had no time. I had to like leave work early, rush over to like where was it like Grand Street or like somewhere by South. I don't know, but like, I don't know, somewhere in Manhattan, but it was like the immigration office or something. And I had to come in, get my passport redone. My, I literally have like this picture of me on my old passport. That's how I know that I was like, damn, this has been a really fucking long time. I'm looking at this thing. It's like, I'm literally like seven years old. I'm like, Jesus, horrible facial expression. And they're like, 
They're well, like, it's the same thing. Know. I mean, my wife just got hers this year because I was like, what happens if I die in Europe? You should have one. What if I what if I go to jail? You need to come I'm, over here. You need to come save too. me, woman. Um and I was like, bitch, was bitch. get that motherfucking passport, bitch. Um, yeah, but that shit's expensive, dude. I ended up paying yeah. like 150 bucks yes. for like I was like, I am I live here. Why should I pay this money like to prove I'm a citizen, but I'm a citizen. I know it's crazy it is what it is but like no we had that happen with our merch guy once where we're like about to leave for a tour and then he can't find his passport like a day or two before we leave and then had to get done that happens but thank god you can get it done that quick if you need to but did you know any of the songs or did you have to learn the songs on the fly as well I knew a couple of the songs like this is hell Okay. I, was, I was like, okay, this one's sick. I think I at one point I did like a little vocal cover of it like cool. years ago and Funeral Moon too. But the other ones I definitely had to learn. So, I mean, fortunately the set I think it was only like five or six songs. So I was like, all right, there you go. That's a little bit of a, at least I know it. at least a little bit, like around half of it. Yeah. Do you but blow any of them any night? Do you ever like blank, black out and like forget like the lyrics dude, or anything? They're... Uh, not even like forget like the lyrics, but I had so much trouble on this tour when it started. And like, I, I can't even watch the videos. Like people are always like, dude, this was so sick, dude. And I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, it was so sick. Like, fuck. Uh, yeah. People it's don't so know. Like, let me tell you the first day on that tour, I come through like, obviously I'm a little nervous. I'm like, I have nobody knows what's going on. You just it's blew fire. out there by yourself too? Or would you I get to out there with them? Okay, cool. And, but it was like, like we're trying to hide it. And I'm like, you know, set the best impression for, you know, this is our first time coming out. Like we're back baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. And literally we get there. My in-ears stop working. I think I blew them. The first show. It's great. I'm like uh, asking everybody, I'm like, dude, could you let me just I'll plug in? I'll just use my in-ears. I'll, and they were like, nah, dude, you can't do it. I was like, fuck. I don't know. I need them. Like, I don't need them. But, like, in my mind, I was like, I needed them. And then, oh, yeah. like, my mic, literally, for the first four days, I didn't know it was broken. People would told me afterwards, like, dude, your mic's busted, dude. And I'm like, what? Like, it was just, cr- like, crapping out the entire time. I was like, why is why are these things happening to me? I ended up having to buy a whole new rig of stuff while I was on the road. Yep. One of them being this microphone right here. SM58, this is when you know times are tough. I was like, dude. Yeah, I had to do it. Anything. Had to do it. Had to. Yep. I was like as brutal as it got on the tour. On the what floor. are you rocking now? Are you a Telefunken? I, I'm thinking about getting one because I love Telefunken mics. They just look so sick. Let me know. I'll help you. I'll hook you up. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm talking to somebody like as we speak. To Connor? Help. Connor. Yeah, that's my dude. Connor! Connor's great. Love it. You got He's a fucking amazing human. He has taken such good care of our band. Like, he'll, yeah, he just shows up like it's fucking Christmas. I mean, Rob. That guy's the boy. He I'm actually, like, his yeah. mom lives in upstate New York, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Small world, dude. Yep. So, yeah, it was, you know, we met him a few years back, and he's just done such a tremendous job getting the, uh, like, kind of scene bands into Telefunken. Because they really are. It's one of those things when you're, when you have in ears primarily, you're up there and you try, you know, your SM58, your Ebeta or whatever, and you swap over to the Telefunk and you are like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is better for sure. That's what I I, I know my boy <laughs> from uh, The Last 10, John. 
Yeah. He's, he's been rocking the Telefunken. And like, I'm like, dude, this is, I need to try it. Like, Plus one getting day. your own colors and stuff. It's really fun. You can have like a different colored cap to go with yours. Like, my dude, like I turquoise and white. I am a fan of customizing stuff. Look at this shit right here. Hold up. Let me see if I can find it. Actually, just look at this one. Boom. This is my 58. That's a nice. That's it's a like a blue mixture. space thing. So as soon as I saw that. Like a galaxy, Mike. Exactly. And as Yo. soon as Telefunken was like, dude, we do this. I was like, what am I waiting Yo, if Telefunken makes a galaxy looking ass, Mike, that would be <gasps> sick as fuck. Dude, yeah, this I'd one's mine. Bad. It's it's like turquoise looking and white. But oh, okay, fancy fancy man over here. I see. You. I like it. It's pretty. It's cute. You know, it's cute like me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Dude. I'm the cop one. One of the. You know, like, the other thing is they take a lot of damage. Like I've hit mine with bases before, and they're fine. Okay, that's good. That's like literally like nine. The percent of the reason why I always rock a fifty-eight and a beta fifty-eight because those yeah things, you can run it over with a fucking car. Isn't there like literally a video about that? Like somebody uh-huh. like they just obliterate that they shit. They do their best. Feel great. They just pop off the grill, throw the, another one on, and it's like boom, brand new. Yeah, people have tried to demolish those things, and it's pretty impossible. And I mean, I had a lot of, I've had quite a few of them throughout my life, and I've always loved them. I think they're an amazing microphone. Um, there's just people a nice always- warmth with the Telefunken that's a little bit different. The way it reacts with a little bit of reverb and stuff, like. And that's the perk of the in-ears is you can, you know, actually hear some textures in your ears versus, you know, just hearing a a normal monitor. So that's what I need, honestly, at the end of the day, once you hear the textures, that's just, that's the, honestly, some of the most important stuff for me has like, when I tried doing my weird, whatever the hell you want to call it sounds. And it's like, yeah, honestly, if it just sounds like, it's hard to like be able to move between that shit. You know what I mean? Like between, the, I don't know how to describe it. Vocal stuff, you know, yeah. you know how it is. Well, especially cause you're using such a crazy range in your stuff too, which gets me to when, all right. So you did the European tour. Like I'm sure they, have, maybe there was a time period where they're like, all right, we want to feel this out. See if you're the guy for the band or whatever. Did they then have to the hellfire, like finished, give you the track and they're like, Hey, go try to do your thing on this or how did that work out? Oh no, we, um, we actually, we didn't, we, we did the little tour. We came back and, uh, we, I was like, bef- kind of before I left the tour, I kind of knew that I was in the band cause I was just like talking to the dudes and I was like, cool. The, uh, basically I was still in monument and I, it's hard for me to like be able to manipulate between like, cause they wanted to go on tour and do their own things. And they were like, what's going on with you? And, we kind of came to like a consensus where it was like, all right, I'm pretty much in it, but we can't really say it because obviously we're going to let, let it play out a little yeah. bit to see what happens. And then uh, they didn't have, we didn't really have anything together yet. We came back, everybody, we spent a couple months writing and then we went to the, we went up, we met with Josh, the boy. There you go. And we, um, yeah, we just recorded everything. We didn't, we beasted on the whole thing. For those listening to it's, it's Josh Gilbert or, or, um, Josh Schroeder, 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 Schroeder. Yes, he Sorry. is the boy. I always get sure. those two mixed up. Josh Gilbert oh, okay. also rocks at recording and mixing. If you are a person on the planet, and you can also work with Josh Gilbert of As I Lay Dying on FeatureDex.com. <laughs> That's the point. I love this dude. dude. I throw in as many as I can, man. 
That's what it's all about. You here. gotta, you gotta. Otherwise, like, who's gonna, dude? You know, what man, else? it's some LL Cool J shit. That's what, like, I remember when I was a kid, I'm watching, like, MTV Movie Awards or something, and, like, my dad was making a comment about how, like, man, LL Cool J is the greatest salesman because the whole time where he's like, yo, I'm introducing this motherfucker, but really, my album's coming out tomorrow, and you can, well, this is a, nah, you gotta focus on it. And he just kept throwing in LL Cool J shit in between it and being just such a great salesman where I've just always kind of embraced that mentality of like, well, if you're not proud of what you're doing and you're not trying to make everybody notice it, then how the fuck do you expect it to be successful? Like, you know, cause if I, it's the same thing with like being able to make a joke about the, like, well, you don't work there or you work there or whatever. Like, cause I have to just, no matter what I'm talking about it a lot. And it works and people end up being, you know, for every one person that maybe doesn't want to participate, we end up finding, you know, another one that's like, you know what, I will give this a shot. And that's, what's been so interesting because definitely a lot of my heroes have left me on red and it's okay. I'm getting through it slowly. (laughs) No, but then a few like you, some people I was real surprised with where I never, you know, thought that I would get to talk to them, let alone like work with them to some extent, like, you know, even like Callen, like I was a fucking sleeping with Cyrus fan. I'm not trying to fucking play. Like, I mean, who who wasn't? Yeah, you know, my girlfriend. Yeah, uh, they're fucking amazing. Band's so good. So it's been very interesting. But so with you now being able to like, you guys get together, you write some songs. Was I know there's a, a release that's coming forward, but how did you guys decide? Like, to the Hellfire has to be the first thing that everybody hears. Cause I know, I know Austin told me that the snarl, what I'm referring to as snarl core, the middle part. I where you, it as a snarl too. So it's, it's, um, yeah, exactly. When you did that part, he told me that that was kind of like a freestyle. Like you were just like in there and you did it. And then it was like, Whoa, that's mind blowing. Um, how could you describe that moment or how you wrote the song? Maybe I need some correction. It was like, it was one of those things where like, well, I, we wrote a lot of stuff at the house. And uh, when we, when we came into it, we were like, they were like, dude, just throw something here. And I was like, I'm thinking of like, I'm like, who's the nastiest, like some of the nastiest people that I know that do vocals. I'm like, and uh, and for me, like Dickie Allen, one of my fucking biggest yep. inspirations, dude. I'm like, dude, this guy's absolutely amazing. And then like, I try and conjure that Dickie Allen mentality i don't even know but i was like let's throw something in here and they were like all right we like it so he does that too because i saw i saw the interaction between you two where it was he was stoked that you guys had like thrown um what he referred to as like kind of like a nod towards him so it is inspired by dickie allen um i've never really listened to that band a lot so i didn't know if that was a thing Oh no, like he's literally for me, like I've always been, first of all, Infinite Annihilator I've always been that's one of my biggest like for since before he was even in the band when, when it was still Dan Watson yeah. and shit. Like is that to me, like I was like, especially like me being the twenty like one year old Kate I was at the time, I was like, I wanna practice the hardest shit because this nobody does it live. So if it's a studio band, it's supposed to be so hard that you can't really do it live. So the idea is that if I can do it, it'll just make me that much better. And they were always that band where I was like, 
this is like almost impossible. The breath control is like absolutely insane. Like it's just always really quick shit. And it's very like up, down, up, down, you yeah. know? And I was like, this is amazing. So do I'm they play like, live Ooh. at all? No. Oh, see, that's one of the things where it's like, it's hard. Like you can, I love Dickie Allen. I love, I, I want to be able to like, but I want to be able to see the stuff that they are doing in studio live. So I can be like, this is done for sure. And yeah. that's why like, I am very hyped that like that we, we put this part in the song, like everyone loves it and we will be doing it live. And you know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be sick, you know? People and it's really also started like a uh, viral sensation of people trying to cover it. I know. I think I just funny. saw a new one today and did um, you? Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. It's actually, yeah, it's really good. And he said, all right, here's my take at the Lorna Shore Challenge, and then does the part. And it's like, oh, that's a real thing now. Like, people, you know, a lot of people can join a band and put out a song, and people are like, okay, love it, hate it, whatever, you know, reaction. Does it hit you how much of a reaction is coming from just this one track for you guys? Honestly, it was I wasn't as prepared for it. I, I'm gonna like tell you, you're I overnight thought, one of the most like just like sought after vocalists. Yeah, People, it's. I don't even know how to take it. Like I'm still don't really believe it. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying again. Like how we were talking about before. I don't really read too far into comments because like, you know, then you find that one comment that's like, oh, and then. Yeah. The yeah, hundred good comments, see that one bad comment, you're like, oh fuck, dude, I suck. You, you know, know what I mean? Even the what the only negative comment that I actually interacted with, which I don't even it's interesting. So he just didn't like that this person, this individual on on Twitter or whatever, didn't like that the song is very like structured, where it was like, if I'm gonna ideally structure my best like black metal, death metal song, it's gonna kinda go like this. But I think that that's a large part of why the song is so successful because for someone like me who doesn't usually listen to like fully extreme music, I liked that I'm like understanding part from part and pre-chorus to chorus and blah, blah, you know all this thing and you know going back to the verse and you know it just helped me to appreciate the song that much more because I do that with my own songwriting. Like, sure, we could, Fit for a King could write the most obscure song on the planet. We're capable. But why the fuck would we do that? It's stupid. Yeah. I want to write a song that people want to learn and sing along with. Um, like, a great example of being an extreme song, but being able to do that is Demon King by Brand of Sacrifice. Like, that song is so fucking catchy and the chorus is so good. And every time he fucking says demon King, you want to scream demon King and then fucking chop somebody's head off. And this song has done that where for me, I only have a few bands in the more extreme category that I like to listen to. And it is just like brand shadow of intent. It was like white chapel bands like that because I understood what was going on. Well, I will say I feel like we are transit, like, you know, obviously genres are always transforming and changing and, you know, like just how like metalcore at one point was like very like bullet for my Valentine. And now it's like, you know, people do a lot of architecty kind of stuff. Now it's like, like fit for a King is the best band on the whole planet. Exactly. exactly. Pretty much. Like, fit oh for my the Kings, God. Fit for God. the Kings is the greatest metalcore band to ever exist in the, in the whole 
in all of time. And we're talking like even before the like dinosaurs. Team shit. Yeah. Put like you know. Yeah. And I'll I'll die on that hill. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's like shit like that. Like how everybody's changing. You know. Like dude, I feel like deathcore is changing, bro. Yes. It is. It's slowly gaining this, like, yes, you know, you can go that, like, super Meshuggah, like, chaotic style, but, like, you, at the end of the day, like, you do want more, like, listeners to be able to yeah. listen to it and be like, I can, I see where this is going, I see how it got here. Yeah. And, like, I really, I feel like that's, like, where we're going to. It's, it's like we're taking the metalcore structure that was in metalcore and we're slowly pushing it so that we can structure something that's more chaotic so that it doesn't sound as chaotic, exactly. even though it's still chaotic. Uh, yeah. Myself and my business partner, Jeff, um, we manage a band called left to suffer and oh, Taylor. Fuck yeah. you, Taylor. Great band. Taylor can well, fucking suck. Taylor, up. This is for you. Fuck you. I love you. God, How dare he not answer me on Instagram. He's a bitch and he should answer you on Instagram. Um, but I feel safe calling him a bitch only because he's so big that he would never even hurt. He would never even raise a hand to me because he knows he would eat me alive. But he's the kind guy, of, I love that man so very much. Um, and working for them is so very exciting. And key factor there, one thing I said that I want everyone to understand, I said, I work for Left to Suffer. Left to Suffer does not work for or with me. They allow me the opportunity, which if you are looking for a manager and you're in a band, because people ask all the time, I won't need a manager. If we could just get a manager, if we could just get signed, everything would be great. Wrong. Because you need someone who wants to work for you. Where I wanted to work for them and then they let me and then I did it for free. Cause it's fun. Um, but they're Hell the shit. Yeah. I fucking love that band of death. But what point I was going to make, they do, you know, they're a little more like metal core meets death core. Cause there's a little more of that, like Emir. it's a little more rhythmic, a little less shred. Really? The shred is still there, but I like that. Taylor st- does a lot of mid stuff and then flexes mid stuff and flexes. So it's like, I can understand what's going on. I can listen to him. I, I know what the words are. I can, I can listen to the song like it's a normal song, but then he always makes sure to show me his range and his skill where that was one of those things. When I first started hearing the demos for the on death uh, recordings, there was a like one time where I was like, Taylor, I want you to fucking flex, bro. I just want you to just be stupid. You're you're doing a great job writing these songs. Just the whole tunnel throat thing that you guys are all doing, it's very new. Like this these crazy sounds and these like dual tones and the shit, this it's very unique and it's very fresh to the ear. Where up until these last like year or two, and I guess maybe Dickie was maybe the person who started it, and maybe that's why I didn't really know about it until bands like, you know, Taylor like this new song that you have can i touch upon that real quick yeah what is it so i think it's crazy that i mean it's not it's not really crazy but it's just like how things um get like lost in time but like what there was a band in old school i can't remember what their something i don't know i can't remember their their name right now but there is a band that like they for these multi-tonal screams or they're called like you know like 
tunnel vocals or whatever. And, and everyone, Dickie Allen first came out and started doing it. Everybody was like, Oh my God, Dickie Allen did this. Like he was the one who made it. And it's like, and people like people believe it. And I believed it for a while, but then like going further into it, I can't, I literally wish I could remember the name of this band right now. Maybe I will before the end of this, but, um, he was, I remember he, he made us, he made a whole status about, it. he was like, dude, I remember I was doing this. That was like, nobody called it that. I just called it a scream. Like it was just a, it just a scream. Something you know what I mean? It wasn't a huge band. Like this is a band that like everybody knows. And if it ever comes back to me, I'll tell you what it is. But Sick. it's like, everybody coins things as like, oh, this guy started it. And it's like, oh, I won't listen to this because this guy started this a while ago. But at the end of the day, everybody's just picking up where somebody left off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like working it into something else. And it's like one of those things where a lot of people just won't take it for what it is. They'll take it for as, oh, this isn't. Oh, that's very cool. But yeah, it's, it's, I think for a lot of us who have been, even for myself, who I've listened to metalcore for like fucking 20 years now or whatever, I just, when this thing started happening, because even I'm really bad at screaming, but like I'll try to figure stuff out in the comfort of my own home. I don't get it. Like I just straight up don't get it. Like I don't know how y'all doing it, but it's cool. And then the first time I met Taylor, I was standing next to him and he just, did it like just standing outside like made a joke and then he's like like made some stupid fucking noise and i was that like sounds like some shit he would do and i was just like what the fuck just came out of your body because like i've listened to kirby record a ton of fucking records i've listened to a lot of fucking screamers over the years it's really fucking cool like it's just really neat and i think it's gonna keep the flavor and the excitement into extreme music um, and it gives a new boost. Like when some a song like yours comes out, it does such a positive thing for music and for not just your band and your your art, but when something goes viral like that and people want to cover it and they want to discuss it and they talk about it, it's just such a positive thing because how often does that happen in Deathcore? Never. Never, never bro. Never, never. It is a fucking freaking nature what you guys are up to. And that's... <clears throat> Why I think so many of us are in awe and, you know, even with the announcement, I just hit up Austin right away. I was like, I got to get fucking Will on the show. Like, I want to be first if I can be. Like, I want to talk about this shit because. Well, you definitely are, man. You're the first. I like it. I popped your cherry. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing it, man. Like, it's, it's nice to, the purpose of this show at least was like, I got a lot of friends. I want everyone to see how like normal and nice and just hear what they want to say from their mouths and, and voice their experience in music and be able to, you know, kind of humanize everybody a little bit. Cause I remember when I was a kid, we didn't have, you know, Insta- uh, uh, MySpace was starting. I had like a friendster before that, but you couldn't like reach out to band dudes or, or like try to get people to give you your Yu-Gi-Oh cards for fucking guest list or whatever. <laughs> You know, it's so different for you from that flip side. Has it been very strange being quote unquote exposed kind of overnight where you went from like, you've been a guy in bands and that's been going after this. Then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, I'm in the news. I'm on lamb goat. People are talking about me. Like there's fucking, they're tweeting at me They're Whatever. Was it weird? It's definitely weird, dude. Like I, I, it's really strange how like I mean I'm always posting like bullshit. You know, I'm always on to my some bullshit. People don't really care about it. But now people are like, wow, you know, like he's 
I don't know. I, for me, it's it's almost like like humbling. I, I've never I never expected it to get to the point where it is, and especially me, like I feel like an old man because I don't TikTok. I wish I TikTok. I, I don't either. Do or I don't even. I barely know what I'm doing on TikTok, and I'm getting people like sending me stuff like, "Oh my god, TikTok is talking about this," and I'm like. Is it? Oh, and it's I'm changed like, music. I mean, there. there's like Jim Quest hero songs that nobody's listened to for eight years that went back into the top 40 because of TikTok. It's like, not nobody listened. Jesus Christ. Jim Quest Heroes is a fucking massive band. Nothing but respect for Travis McCoy. Another person who was living in the Hudson Valley for a while. But um, it's interesting to see, see the way that TikTok has changed the landscape of music to some extent. Um, but I think it's going to keep I, changing. It would be fun sure. to do, you know, yeah. but... Yeah, for you guys, it's going to be because you're just so at the cusp and beginning of this rollout period, releasing more material and getting to. I mean, like us, like mu- us musicians, like in general, like you oh, too. Like, it changes every day. You're part of that, dude. Everything is this whole. Yeah. Like social media, like we, everybody always social media advertises, obviously. But like now that TikTok is like out there, it's like it, hopefully it won't get deleted like Vine did. But like yeah. I feel like it's going to change so much for so many bands. I have friends that are in bands that are like hyped right now like they're getting so much hype through tiktok i'm like damn well the algorithm is so friendly and as long as they don't sell to some you know stupid organization then they'll be fine um you know that was the issue i think vine sold to yahoo when it died um and now yahoo just saying you know yahoo you have a yahoo account it's like damn what do you oh i've got five actually oh dude yeah i collect yahoo emails um that's my new collection. But I buy video cards at yahoo.com. Oh man, I'm gonna make one honestly. Yeah, I should. Yeah. At Hotmail. Remember me. Yeah. I was oh damn Hotmail. Hotmail. Damn yeah. That, that's wild. That's a throwback. So. Yeah. Tugboat at okcupid.com. Um Oh no, dude. No, nah, I can't. I'm married now. I can't yeah, I no, can't do that. Mean. I'd get in trouble. I don't know. Guys, maybe I should be on OKCupid. Okay I don't know. Maybe not, maybe. You got your two weeks fresh. I know. Now my parents owned a dating service when I was a kid. Actually, it was pretty cool. And really, yeah, it was called HudsonValleyDating.com. And uh, yeah, they did it for years. They they did it for a long time until it just got to be a lot. But they married a couple thousand people. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Um, That's yeah. amazing. But Doing yeah, I don't think I've ever said that on the show. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was a kid. Because this was like as inter- as computers are becoming popular. So first, my parents had cards that had descriptions of people and pictures and stuff. And they physically paired people together and gave phone numbers and had to do it all manually. And I used to just help her organize or like read people's profiles like, I'm Chuck, six, three, four hundred pounds, and I'm looking for a lady. And it was awesome. I fucking loved that shit. It was so cool. Not everyone was Chuck or six, three or four hundred pounds. I'm sorry, I just went of to that course. obese description. Um, I'm sure he was very handsome and not like he's that. probably a great guy. That guy, honestly, yeah, I bet you they. It's funny because I ended up when I was in high school, there were people like I had a teacher or two that used to be on it, who now were my teachers and stuff, which is fucking funny. And, but um, so that's crazy. Be like, yeah, my parents are getting you. Listen, you're gonna give me a good grade, or you're never. Never getting a date. Never gonna find anybody, dude. That shit didn't work because I did not have good grades. Um, so whatever bribing they attempted. No, the only the only bribe I ever did in high school 
was I had one time at like, I remember like a midterm period where you get those like, he's in between an A and or an 80 and an 85 or an 85 and a 90, whatever. I was doing very poorly in Spanish, but I was like, Mr. Johnson, like, I'm going to get grounded and shit. Like, if you don't like help me, like, it's not the end of the thing yet. Like, I promise I'll do all the work. And he was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, all right, you got to be for now. And I was like, thank you. Nice. My man. But Dude, I did not end up with a B. I know. Yeah, I had fucking shit garbage grades. So kids out there, don't study. You'll be successful. Um, Just get a GED <laughs> and fuck it and see what happens next. Well, it's interesting. It is, the, the whole college thing is very interesting from a perspective of like, I think, for instance, like my wife, a lot of what she learned in college allows her to do the job that she has. And, you know, it definitely seems like it was, you know, pretty essential in getting her there. But man, all these people with so much fucking debt. That's just crazy. Even if I just have like a car I got to pay off, I'm like, man, that's a bitch. Let alone like, oh, you're only, it's only $150,000. You know, some stupid shit. I can't. Yeah. I'm with you on that, dude. That's my nephew is in that same thing right now. Uh, He just graduated. He's just like, dude, how old are you, by the way? I'm 27. Okay. You're lucky. You look so young. 21 years old. Yeah. Nine. T- people like every time I go somewhere, everyone's like, "Oh." I got told right? I looked like I was forty-two at a grocery store once. So you're all right, dude. How old are you? <laughs> I'm thirty-two. Um, but see, I can see a thirty-two. You know what? It, is? it must be the beard, dude. You just got the brolic ass beard going. If I on. shave it, I look a lot younger, which I'm I'm thoroughly considering at the moment. Um, it's oh, just damn. so hot out. So hot. Damn. I just hey, got a haircut. You see, I just cut the sides. That's nice. I can see. I feel like I can breathe again, dude. You may have to, you know. Honestly, thumber. you ever like, you know, drink a milkshake and then walk around in the sun and then you kind of just have like a smell and you're like. What did I just eat? Yeah. Nah, the, the beard is yeah, a, it's a true flavor me. saver, but um, I know. I, 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 I like to you, dude. I look at I literally am incapable of growing a beard. Maybe someday. You know, that's cool. I would, if I could trade the the facial hair for real hair, I would do it. See, I'm, we got not a lot going on up here, but. Yeah, but dude, now you can get the fucking awesome head tattoo. I'm trying to do some, nah, I promised my dad I wouldn't. And also I'm too big of a pussy for that. I, uh, I could not sit through that or like fucking awesome. Now his whole fucking neck blacked out and shit. I am not doing neck tattoos. I don't even know if I'll do my ribs. I'm a bitch. I'm not fucking doing that shit. I want to, I want to, but am I pussy? Yes. You know, so I'm doing it, bro. I'm gonna, I gotta, I feel the same way that you do, but I like, I feel like I just, you're going to do your head. Oh no, maybe not my head. That's too okay. much. I'll yeah. do my neck. Yeah. I'll finish my neck up for sure. That'd be one cool. Day. I mean, it'll, you already got like, well, you got a hand done too already, right? I got a couple, I got my yeah. arms. Yeah, you my, got a lot. But once stuff. you go to a hand, I feel like once you take that step, it's like, all right, well, everything else, fuck it. Like well, That's exactly how I felt when yeah. I first got, I got my fingers done first. And then I was like, why don't I get my hand done? Well, if I got my I fingers done, might as well get my hand fuck it. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I got this hand done. So I might as well do this hand. Yep. And then I'm like, now my next appointment is to get my next hand done. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Now this we'll see if my mood changes. I probably will never do like throat her up because like I said, I'm, I'm a little bitch, but I would like to do the rest of my bod 
other than my Johnson, like I'm not gonna be one of those guys who like gets his dick no. tattooed into a dragon or something. But um, well, that, or it could, yeah, that'd be a cool. Blue eyes, white dragon, first edition. Well, I have first edition tattooed right next to my dick. Dude, that would be sick. That would be pretty cool. That'd be one of a kind. I'll tell you that. You know, and that's the thing. You know, people came here like because they were like, "Wow, I want to learn about Will Ramos," and then they were they left Ramos. Fuck. I'm doing. It. I'm correcting myself. I'm correcting myself because. I'm I'm a human. That is why, and I'm. But I'm correcting myself because together we are all going to say your name properly. Um, I hope so. I feel I'm still going to get. I'm going to go through the ringer for sure. Still, I can only imagine. What an incredible journey you are about to start, though, and I I mean that from the bottom of my heart, though, dude. Like, you know, as someone who did a, a similar-ish thing the best moments in my life have happened in the last seven years. It changed everything for me, not just in terms of like having a job you're happy about or seeing the planet or whatever. It's this. I feel like if you've pursued it as long as you have the way I did, where I didn't join my band until I was 25, it fulfills you in a way that nothing else can touch on where you literally can have that. Well, if it ended tomorrow, I'd be satisfied. It'd be all right. If the whole world blew up tomorrow, I'd be like, at least I did it the way I did it, you know, and I, I got to do the shit that I did. And I to know, you know, I haven't gotten to interact with Adam very much, but from what I hear, he is a truly incredible being. And uh, just the people you're paired up with, what you are about to embark on, everything that you have in front of you, it's, it's pretty fucking cool, man. And I am uh, honored to get to speak with you at the beginning of it. And uh, I can't wait to watch your journey, dude. It's going to be fucking uh, incredible. I'm excited to yeah. even be on start having started this journey. You know, it's been a really, really long one, honestly. Yeah. You know, a lot of covers unseen for many, many years. But it's a great well, example for people because a lot of people ask, you know, because they forget, and there's there's bands that I've known throughout the time I've toured that were looking for a member here or there or whatever, and you can you can try to get a friend to audition or something like that, right? Few people will in the, in the situation where they go, you know what? Right now, get on the fucking plane, get the stuff, go learn the song, fucking get here, and you can you can do it. You know how many people would chicken out in that in that time period? So many. Oh. So everybody, many, it's so easy to, it's like, yeah. it's a very, that's a very stressful thought in the first place yeah. for a lot of people. Cause mine was like the same way. I got a call while I was at work. I was training at, at a new restaurant. Jared was like, well, how quick can you get here? And I was like, how fast do you want me? He was like, it's four days. Okay. Took my car off the road, moved everything to my parents' house, left for Texas. Just didn't, didn't think twice. Dude. And yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But it's, that's why I think watching what you are doing has uh i don't know it just got me fucking excited and reinvigorated and you know i i view music the way that people i think view like sports or collectibles and stuff like that too where it's this constant pursuit of knowledge and excitement and that thing that gives you a rush that makes you excited about music where you guys are starting you know whether maybe you know dicky started it or whatever but you are oh, creating this, yeah. waking the cadaver by the way Oh, oh, that band. Yeah, I remember that the band. The ones that started the tunnel throat as far, but nobody knows that. Anyway, yeah. continue. No, that digress. band was popular, man. That that was a, well, it's so funny thinking about popularity referenced 
when we were younger versus now because there's so many bands I thought were like, man, that band's fucking huge. They drew 70 people a night. But um, Wake Up Cadaver was a very successful, awesome fucking band. And uh, yeah, it's just cool to see that you guys are starting a nice, like fresh batch of, you're not just coming out here doing the same thing and being like, well, yeah, that's a good song. Cool. We still like Lorna Shore. I think people are more excited for Lorna Ashore now than they've ever been in the period of the band. I love that. That's honestly like, eh. I remember when Godmaker first came out and I was like, this is the best song I've ever heard in my life. Like yeah. you cannot get much better than this. And then, I mean, to hear that, like people like you are like saying that, like other people, it's, it's legitimately my favorite. Crazy. Yeah. It's hard to, uh, you know, accept it, but I, I yeah. will happily like thank everybody for everybody's support. That shit's, I think it's amazing. Yeah. So one last question before I let you go, what yeah. is to the hellfire about? So when, okay. So when, and if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. No, it's okay. So right. when the whole tour actually started, I was literally in right before I left my uncle was in the hospital and he was dealing. I don't know. They wasn't sure what the problem was, but uh, this was like right before COVID. So it could have been that he had COVID, but um, he was, he was out for a bit. And then I went on the tour. I remember being on the plane and I got a text message. I said, my uncle passed away and uh, that sucked. He was like one of the most, like, I don't give a fuck about anything kind of people. He's always like believed in me kind of thing. And then uh, when COVID happened and like all this horrible shit was going down, I was like, I really want to write a song that like, or like an, like a EP that encapsulates like death, you know, and the idea of death and like rebirth and, you know, just that whole like thought process. And it was just wanted to like explore upon it. Cause I always think that shit is really interesting to me. Like I'm not very, religious person but like you know i not also the person that can deny everything because i don't know everything so it's like it's I, a lovely I way to look at it yeah when i first wrote these songs it was like i want to explore this and just make it interesting somehow and like this song the way i thought of to the hellfire was like somebody dying yeah and that's how that song that's why it's the first song and the second song is like Post, like after that and i'm not gonna go too far into yeah, it yeah people are gonna want to know you know i'd rather just find out the the long way but that's how that's how i try to really think about this ep or album whatever and uh yeah that's pretty much that's how i came to it it's uh, awesome. a lot of people don't really know that because remember when when he passed away i didn't really tell anybody it was kind of a weird thing to talk about that was also just like that tour was hard for everybody. Everybody was losing people. That was right when COVID hit the hardest. So yeah, but, yeah, losing someone when you are. Uh, interestingly enough, when I, when I was doing my audition tour for Fit, um, one of my closest friends from high school passed, and that was one of those things where you have your first moment of right. I can't, you know, work. You can call into work. You can miss a day, and you could tell your boss. My friend passed away. I got to go do this thing today. Or I just need a day to myself. There's no days off in baseball, bro. Like, this no. shit, like, that's the thing people don't think about when they, 
want to be hard on a fucking musician or a touring person or, you know, entertainer or whatever. Cause I'm sure it's similar to when you're in a movie or something like that. There's no, if I'm fucking in Germany and I'm supposed to rock a gig and the worst shit happens to me or I fucking, I'm feeling sick or whatever. There's no fucking days off. Like you have to be vomiting it like in a way where you literally can't get on the stage to fucking not play. And it's a tough experience when you put yourself through not something physical, but something emotional where you had to, you don't have to put a smile on. You don't have to, you know, force it too much, but you have to force it enough to still get up there and pretend like you're in a good place to perform music and entertain. And uh, it's a serious challenge. It's, it's been one, you know, whether it's been funerals or weddings or birthdays or my dog or whatever, that's just been tough. And, uh, you know, props to how you've handled it thus far and like what is coming in the future, because I think you're, you've been put through such a trial by fire to get to this place. Definitely. You guys are going to fucking demolish it. Like I can't wait to, to see how your tours continue on. And, and I will say also, uh, thank you for having left to suffer on these re you know, uh, return shows because they, uh, I think one, Best opener you could have on the market right now. That's the fucking truth. <laughs> but they're going to have a great time with you guys. And I think that these are such special shows where uh, just for them to be able to say like, yeah, we were on the fucking Lorna Shore return shows. That's a moment, man. That's something to remember when you look back on your checklist and you're 50 years old and you're telling your kid like the cool shit you did. It's going to be one of them. So you know, very humbled and thank you for having them on it. Um, but we love those boys. Like I've, we listen to left to suffer all the time. Fucking, I do talk to Taylor sometimes, but that man, when he responds, when he le- exactly. Then he leaves me on red. Like, you Dude, he's been that vocal cover. What happened? What happened to the vocal cover? We never did, wow. but I still love him. To death. So I was like, when I heard that we could even have him, I was like, yes, I was like, Hundred percent yes to him, like to left to suffer. I was like, yeah. bring him on. Also, I had boys that are friends with those boys who live out there in Georgia. So I was like, yeah, oh, okay, it's, cool. It's fantastic, you know. Georgia's so. got a couple sick young bands that are coming out because Vatican's from there too, and I fucking like that band a lot. I think they're sick. Um, but I think they just signed to Unified UNFD or whatever. So they're uh fucking screamo and shit if you like screamo shit go listen to vatican but really you should just listen to left to suffer and if you get bored after that possibly listen to lauren ashore but most importantly if you're not too bored or you know if you're not too bored you have things to do you know you're like i I guess listen to in the elevator yeah it's good elevator music honestly but i agree dude I'm going to let you go in a sec. Is there anything that, where can the people find you? What's your Instagram handle? Are you twitching and shit? What's popping? So I mostly use my Instagram. I'm trying to hop more on TikTok, but I use all my handles should be the Will Ramos. Okay. I hate, honestly, I hate it because it sounds like so egotistical, but it was like the Will Ramos was taken. I was like, what am I, what the fuck? I'll put, I'll put the in front of it. So now it's the Will Ramos. So Facebook, Instagram. See, but Hopefully. you're saying Ramos. You see, this is what happened. We fucked up your own name. Ah! What have you done to me? I know. 
So Ramos, like, Ra- Ramos, Ramos, Instagram, TikTok. We'll have more stuff coming soon. And I return to nothingness, our EP. Yes. And uh, that's it. And they can pre order that right now, can't they? 100%. LornaShoreStore.com. LornaShoreStore.com. Go pre order the new EP and I return to nothingness. Mm, Yeah, do it. That's fucking awesome, man. That was the plug right there. There you know. Yo, I am the plug. (laughs) You want to fucking do some crocodile? (laughs) Hit me up. I got crocodile. We gotta chill, man. We gotta, <laughs> gotta find some time and hang out, buddy. dude. Let honestly, if there's ever a time where you're just like, man, I'm getting done with work today. I'm fucking bored. Shoot me a text, man. I'll hop on a train. Or I'll yeah, drive you're out, in Brooklyn, whatever. dude. Yeah. I, I work in Brooklyn sometimes, and one of these days, dude, please make it happen. I get out of work nice and early and be like, yo, what's up, dude? What are you dude. doing? Let's well, get some GM famous. Foods. I want to eat the. I want the GM. I want the food. I want a G, General Motors lunch. The GN. But GM, I, no, no, GM, General Motors br- buffet. GM, we're not going to get good noodles. I'll tell you, you right now. You can get the buffet from GM. They have all sorts of. It's everything's oil. It's delicious. It's fire. But dude, hang on one second. But thank you very much, and I hope you had a good time getting tucked, bud. Well, thank you for tucking me in. Oh yeah, you're right. You're welcome. All right, Mother Tuckers, that was the show. Thank you for joining me again this week. Next up is Jay, also known as Xiao and G from Unity TX. Go spin their new EP Hellway out on Pure Noise Records and prep for the show. It's fucking sick. Thank you again to Will for joining me. I had a great time. Hope we get to hang out real soon. Make sure you snag tickets to the Lorna Shore return dates August 12th through the 15th with support from the last 10 seconds of life and left to suffer. You can see them in Hartford, Connecticut at uh, the Webster Underground on the 12th. The 13th, they will be at the House of Independence in Asbury Park, New Jersey. The 14th, they will be at the Kingsland in Brooklyn, New York. And I also will be there. So if you want to hang out, come do it. And...
Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.